Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. You're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Podcast. I'm Dean Thomas, and we're glad you could join us. Let's open in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for all that you do in our lives, and we thank you for the opportunity to gather as believers and learn more about your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that's with us right now, guiding and directing us, and we surrender ourselves to you and your leading and your teaching, and we look forward to what you're going to do this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning and welcome, everybody. Thank you, brother, for opening up and, and leading us in prayer. Definitely appreciative. So, um, But let's get to the Word, shall we? So we're still in Romans. We are in chapter, or we're going to begin chapter 11 today. Can I get a volunteer to read the first six verses, please? I will. All right, Layla. I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life? But what does the divine response say to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Even so then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. Amen. So I want to open the floor to each of you that are here to share with the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions you have, right? The whole point and purpose of this is that we are learning and growing together. So who would like to begin? Would you like to go first? Go ahead, promise. No, you can go. Oh, right, then I will go. All right, Layla. So I found it interesting when Paul was talking about grace and if it is grace god's grace that we are saved and we are called sons and daughters then it does in fact mean that we cannot do works to make it into heaven and then he gives the other side of the token well if it is works that you're justified by then there's no such thing as grace there would be no reason for it per se because you would just be able to act saint-like and make it to heaven but we see in scripture that that's not the case, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one accesses the Father except through him. And we need the blood that he shed on Calvary to make us clean so that we can um, come back to the communion that we had with the Lord before <coughs> the fall of man and Satan doing his thing um, and just being one with him again. And so he was saying, he as in Paul, was saying that God gives us grace and it's not the, through works that we can justify ourselves. There's not a good work that we could do that would make us holy in God's sight because we all fall short of his glory. And we need, again, grace and mercy to cover us and bring us back into a right standing with God. So at no point we can disqualify 
what God has said and Mm -hmm. go our own way and just think God's going to accept it. Like me trying to do my own thing when you said clean, wipe the walls off and I only do half of them and just go, oh, dad, just accept it. No, that's not how that works out at all. I have to go the right way if I want the right results. If I don't want to spank in or uh, pick a thing, pick pick anything, if I don't want to have to be disciplined, then my only option and my only choice is to do the right thing, right? Well, that's for all of us, yes? Yes, and so it's the same with the Lord. If we want to continue with him, if we want to make it to heaven, if we want to... Um, being right standing with him the only option is to do the right thing by his standards that's the only way Hmm. that's a good point but now can can we also or i'll say it in this way let's relate it to the first question that paul asks here Mm which is this is uh, chapter 11 verse 1 i say then has God cast away his people? And then he answers it. Yes? Yes, Says, he does. Certainly not. So you were talking in the, I'll say broader sense, right? Of uh, the macro plan, mm-hmm. which is bringing all of Israel the Jews as well as the Gentiles, those that are grafted in to Israel, into the heavenly community to re-enter it. Yes? Yes. Okay. Paul here, and he has been for, for quite some time, is addressing specifically the Jews, the Jewish people that are Israel. Mm-hmm. Right? And... He, the question comes from actually what we have previously covered in the last couple podcasts, right? In 18, he's, he starts eliminating, if you will, the excuses given about, uh, well, maybe it's because they haven't heard about the Lord, right? Yes. I want to interrupt you for just a second. Okay, there, brother. I think we're tracking the same way. I just want to pose a question to ponder. Okay, that please. may segue for you there. And that is, I think that Paul uh, was trying to get us to understand something. So I would say, what lie or lies was Paul exposing or bringing into dispute? Because there's a belief that he's speaking against. So we didn't get to hear that. But what is that? That's kind of where you're going, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yes. So the lies or the things that we tell ourselves that gives us or that we intend to give us an out, uh, a way of escape, which, of course, there there is none. Or or to allow us to believe that somehow or another we've been separated away from God. Okay. Yes. So we covered verse 18 in, I believe, the previous podcast where... He was saying, no, the, they have heard, right? Uh, but, you know, verse 18 of chapter 10. But I say, have they not heard? Well, yes, indeed. And then he says, their sound has gone out to all the earth and all the words, of the, the words to the end of the world. And then he begins to utilize the prophets. 
and he first begins with Moses, right? And saying, and Moses, that the statement from Moses, I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move you to anger by a foolish nation. Actually comes from the book of Deuteronomy. Is uh, Deuteronomy is found in Deuteronomy thirty-two twenty-one, and um, it says that they have provoked my jealousy by that which is not God. They have enraged me with their worthless idols. So I will make them jealous by those who are not a people. I will make them angry by a nation without understanding, or as a translator here, a foolish nation. And why could Moses say that? Well, first we have to understand the, the book of the law, right? The first time the book of the law is called the book of the law is, is, is in the previous chapter, Deuteronomy 31. And it says, and so if you start in verse 34, it says, So it was when Moses had completed writing the words of this law in a book, when they were finished, that he commanded the Levites who bore the Ark of the Covenant, saying, Take this book of the law and put it beside the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, that it may be there as a witness against you. And then he continues. For I know your rebellion in your stiff neck. If today, while I am yet alive with you, you have been rebellious against the Lord, how much more after my death? So I bring this up because the very first, well, I'll say second, because the start, Paul begins to, I'll say, chip away, uh, eliminate these excuses, right? And saying, hey, you have no excuse. And so he says, have they not heard? No, they heard. That's the first thing. And then in verse 19, he goes to Moses, who gave them the book of the law. So in other words, what the point Paul is making here is, you have had this word from the beginning. This isn't a new thing, right? Yes. You've had it. You were the first people it was given to. That the Lord gave this to so that you could live this out and be the example for others. Not just teaching, but not doing. He gave it to you first. And yes, I know. And, and again, it's not to, I say this, not to condemn Israel, not to condemn the Jews. It is they have a place of honor and reverence, if you will, as an older brother, an older sibling, especially for those that have been grafted in, right? Yes. yes. And it's difficult to be the firstborn or to be the oldest because there is a lot of expectations. There's a, a lot that is um, observed and experienced, right? By, yes, the, yes. by the oldest. They don't always get it right. However, and, and I can speak this, uh, I am the oldest, you know, and um, so I, I grew up and, and there was that, that added pressure to get things right. And rest assured, the things that I didn't get right were absolutely used as an example. Don't do this, right? And, and, but why? So that the rest of the my siblings don't have to make the same mistakes. 
But then there is a, I'll say a reference point to say, remember this, remember this incident, remember this time, look at it and learn these lessons. Again, it's not to condemn me or, and I'm not saying this to condemn the Jews or Israel, right? It's a difficult place and position to be in, the firstborn, right? Yes. Yes. Well, it's also recognized that that was the place that Jesus had. He was the firstborn and is the firstborn of many brethren. He's the only one that can do it spotless, blameless, and to perfection. That's why he was the sacrificial lamb. Yes? Yes. yes. For us, we have to learn. Right? Yes. Yes. So, while we're learning, this is, again, this is the, the first thing that Paul is chipping away at. No, you've heard. You have had the word from the beginning, right? And then, um, of course, Moses, you know, he says what he says about Moses. You, you've had these things already, right? That's it. As we just read, that was in Deuteronomy 32. And then he goes into Isaiah. Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who did not seek me, and I was made manifest to those who did not ask for me. And you find that in Isaiah 65, 1. Right? And, and actually, if we just read Isaiah 65, 1, it says, I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me to a nation that did not call my name. I said, here I am, here I am. Right? But doesn't the Lord say and do that with everyone? He's, his arms are always outstretched, reaching out. He says, I stand at the door and knock. But we have to invite him in. Right? And we invite him in by well, I'll say we first come to him through Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. We invite him in. Make him our Lord and Savior. Put him in his rightful place. That's what I mean by making him our Lord and Savior. Because that's where everything is. Our life, our being, the blessing, the covenant, all rests and resides with him. And, and, like I, and that's the point that Isaiah makes, right? He has his arms outstretched all day long. Who will acknowledge him? Who will receive him? I was just going to say that it, for our salvation and our eternity, uh, it's only required once, but it really is a, it's a renewal of that every day, every morning, sometimes every moment that we have to just continue to surrender to him and allow him to be the Lord of our life and mm -hmm. renew that commitment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, but as you pointed out, Layla, we have to do things God's way, right? And this is, like I said, Paul is chipping away and eliminating, eradicating the excuses. Because if we recall back in chapter 9, verse 30, Paul brings up this point. He says, what then will we say? Oh, sorry. No, excuse me. Verse 31. I'll read 30 and 31. Romans 9, 30 and 31. What then when we say that the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it, a righteousness that is by faith? He then says, but Israel, 
who pursued a law of righteousness has not obtained it. So we can see right there, he's already brought this up, that they have, a tri they have tried to approach it their own way and expecting the same results. But we can see that all the way from the beginning. All right? Yes. Yes. And and I don't also I don't just mean in the garden. Right? Um we can look at the Tower of Babel. They tried to get to heaven. They were going to construct this tower to enter heaven by their own means and methods. And the Lord said, No, no, nope. let's go down and confuse their language. All right? Yes. Why? Yes. Because it wasn't the way that he intended it to be done. But that is the human nature, right? Always looking for another way, a shortcut, or um, I'll just say it in the, very plain. That we're looking for our own way, a way that seems or appears right to us, but it doesn't make it right. If God is our God, then we have to do things his way. If God is truly my God, then I have to do things the way the Lord intends me, has instructed me, or commanded me to do it. Yes? Yes. And it's not just for me. That's for everyone. That's for everyone. We have to do it His way. And I bring this up because as we're talking about Israel and the question that he asked, right, which stemmed from his chipping away and eradicating the the excuses, right? He says, no, 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 you're inexcusable. And here are the various ways, just a handful of them, of ways that, of why, reasons why, facts, that you are without excuse. Then he asks the question, has he cast away his people? Certainly not, right? Yes. And he continues, and he says, there's always a remnant. Yes? Yes. yes. Even with people that are speaking against I, I, he brings up in here Elijah. Yes? Yes. But we literally just read in Deuteronomy 31 about Moses. And he says, no, 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 this is what you're going to do. I know you're going to do this. Yes? Yes. Okay. Now, with Elijah, uh, I don't want to say there was in, you know, that he was indignant, right? But you can see that, that sense. Where he's, he says, I've brought the word. I've spoken the word of the Lord to the people. I've encouraged them to repent. And now they're seeking my life. Right? Yes. Um, but then I love the Lord's response. I've reserved for myself. 7,000 who have not bowed their knee to Baal. That continue to seek me, to follow me, to stand for me. And, and we should take some encouragement in that. Just because we, just like Elijah, right? He didn't see that there were these other 7,000 people. Right? Yes. He didn't see it. But the Lord cued him into it. Gave him insight and told him very plainly, I have these people. They're there. Just be, so I say it because just like the Lord, in Isaiah 11, it says, He will not judge by what his eyes see or what his ears hear, right? 
Yes. It's the same thing for us. We're not to judge by those things. Because we have the Holy Spirit that's been given to us to speak and to minister as we need. Right? Yes. Okay, so all that is important. It's important for us and, and not just for a number of reasons. One, that we don't come up with excuses because we don't have any. There are none that exist. Right? Yes. And two, there it shows us how we're to live. We have to do things God's way. That's faith, right? And we read yes. about that. So that the Gentiles achieved this through faith, not by trying to do the law of righteousness. They received a righteousness through faith, by faith. So we can all receive this if that is our, our desire. So we have to do it by faith, through receiving the grace through faith, not by trying to conduct certain actions or deeds. The deeds we should be doing are the deeds that the Father does, right? Yes. That's what Christ said. I do the things my Father does. I say the things my Father says, and I do the things He does, or that I see my Father do. And he did them when he was led to do them. Yes? Yes. And that's our pattern example, Jesus. If we want his results, we must do them his way. Everybody tracking? Yes. yes. Any questions on it? Because there's a lot there, I know. No. No. Okay. Anyone have anything else they want to share? I do. All right, I promise. Let's hear it, sir. So the Lord is talking to me about verse one. The Lord is talking to me about it, talking to me about verse one, where it says, "I say then, has God cast away His people? Certainly not." Well, in there, and the Lord is telling me that the Lord doesn't necessarily. The Lord never cast cast away people he once he says you're going to be this he's he's true to his word like mm -hmm. with abraham he didn't say once your people stop doing what i want they're going to be demolished and there's not going to be even a remnant mm -hmm. and how that shows that the lord's just and the lord brought me to James chapter 1 verse 17 if you flip there with me the um latest part last half of the verse where it says with whom there is no variation, no variation mm -hmm. or shadow of turning and how that just reinforces the the Lord's justice. And what does he say about himself? He's the same yesterday, today, and, today forever. and forever. You see that exact, I'll say, truth, premise, articulated here. And the first half of that verse is every good and perfect gift, right? Comes yes. from him. So if we are reaping something that is not good and perfect, that is a consequence of our actions, our choices, our deeds. Yes? Yes. Yeah. And again, what I said, if 
that is a condition because he's also, when you see that in Leviticus 26 and Deuteronomy 28, there is the law of sin and death, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Sin is complicated, which is why it takes so long to, so many verses to explain it in both chapters, right? Yes. yes. So we can't always calculate or plan out how we'll be impacted or affected. But rest assured, as scripture says, sin, when it reaches its fullness, produces death. So as it pertains to this, right? And, and what you're, the, as I understand what you're saying here, sir, and, and the point that you're, you're bringing up, you're encouraging people to choose the Lord because we cannot do things our own way. That is, that is the sin nature which separates us from the Lord and ultimately produces death and eternal separation from the Lord. Right? Yes. yes. Okay. And yes, the Lord has a remnant of those that have chosen him and chosen to walk in his ways that he actually meant from the beginning, not twisted, not manipulated scripture to suit their own purposes, but actually accurately how he and diligently walk in how he purposed it to be from the beginning and what was given to his people who are Israel. Yes? Yes. Well, amen. It, it then also the Lord's talking me about how if some, when sin reaches his fullness, it produces death. It's not the Lord banning go, oh my I just need another another people. It's a people they abandon the Lord. Mm-hmm. And how when they do that and they don't ever come back and repent, they end up destroying themselves. Mm-hmm. But he always gives the opportunity to repent, yes? Yes. We have to then choose to take it. To actually repent. To actually come back into alignment. And he says that he would throw our sin into the sea of forgetfulness. Right? He is ready and willing and able to forgive. He will do that, right? He's faithful to his word. He holds his word above his very name. So if he said something, he will absolutely do it. Which goes back to other scripture that your yes be yes and your no be no. If he said I will do something, then he will do it. He's already given the yes. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. Good. It, Go ahead, sir. The Lord's talking to me about how uh, sometimes when we make hot chocolate, I try to make my whipped cream look perfect. And how with the Lord, he doesn't cast them away. Like with my whipped cream, I had to try and try again. Boris with the Lord, he's not trying again going, well, maybe these people will listen to me, so I have to go to them. He he knows and goes, these people are going to listen to me, and since I promised that they're going to listen to me, they're going to listen to me. And how that shows that the Lord's just great. Amen. He is great. And no, he's not looking for different people or he says in scripture i have sheep that are not of this fold right not just born to the nation of israel 
right? Uh, and actually, uh, we're in chapter 11, but if we skip ahead slightly to um, verses 13, well, it's really verses 11 through 16. But I just want to cover right now verse 14. Paul is amplifying what is said by both Moses and Isaiah, right? Being found by those who did not seek the Lord, right? The Lord was found by them. And that they would be provoked to jealousy when he says, this is Romans 11 verse 14, if by any means... So he's, he's first going to the Gentiles. Uh, I'll read verses 13 and 14. It says, For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify by ministry, if by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh and save some of them. Does everybody understand what he's saying there? Mm-hmm. Yes. He's saying that, and you see him right here in the beginning of chapter 11. He says, I am a, I am a Jew. I'm an Israelite. I'm the seed of Abraham, the tribe of Benjamin. Right. This is Paul giving his bona fides. Some of them, right? His lineage, his heritage. But he's also saying, "Hey, I was sent to these other people, who are also receiving and being grafted in, and you're seeing wonders and miracles manifest themselves in and through the Gentiles. These people that were not." initially called well that they were sorry let me rephrase that they were initially called gentiles were initially called he says i have sheep of this that are not of this fold right mm-hmm. yes but sometimes we didn't understand what all that meant right yes so then he says just like he says all are not israel that all are that are of israel right just because you were born into it doesn't mean you're going to inherit the eternal life you have to make that choice to follow Christ. He's he's the hinge point. I, I know we're really close to running out of time, so just real quick, uh, you using that word jealousy there. Uh, yes. Uh, that in the original, that is to provoke to emulation. Mm-hmm. And then if we look at emulation, emulation is an effort to match or surpass a person or achievement. Amen. So Paul's desire was to draw them in in such a way, not how we typically think of jealousy, but exactly. to draw them in in such a way that they would want what he had and even want to surpass him in it. Exactly. And them, and, and I will say us, the Gentiles, that have received the blessing and the promise. And, you know, it's a little aside here. But as I look at, at the words that, that, you know, Moses and Isaiah spoke, well, the Lord spoke through them about provoking people to jealousy, right? Um, you know, <laughs> um, so we'll go back to <clears throat> chapter 10, verse 19, excuse me. Um, it says, I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation, and I will move you to anger by a foolish nation. And as I read that, and this is, like I said, this is just a little aside, um, Again, there's there's two aspects there, right? There is the aspect of the Gentiles that have received. And that's what Paul is saying here in verse 14, right? He's like, I'm doing this to provoke them to jealousy, right? As, as we were pointing out, right? So that they recognize, hey, look, look how the Lord is, the relationship they have with the Lord and how the Lord is moving in their lives 
and you who were the, the first people that the Lord chose and gave his word to can have this too, right? And in abundance. And for me, the second part, and, and I'll say this, um, as I read that, um, I, I'll say, can see a different aspect. And uh, to me, it administers that part of that is, is us. And I say us, I mean the United States. As I look at that scripture, what are we? We're, we're a nation, but what are we even called? The United States, right? A bunch of different places all compressed together to form a nation. We were not a people. We are made up of people throughout the entirety of the earth. Yes? Yes. Yes. And, and yes, other nations have also become melting pots. But that's how this nation was established and founded by people from all over. Yes? And people yes. are still coming here today. And yes, I understand if you look in the natural where we're at, both on a natural and spiritual level, right? With our relationship with God and, and how that is looking in society. But rest assured, there are many seeking the Lord with fervency. There are many more coming into that fervency and that, that relationship, a uh, deep, personal, intimate relationship with the Lord because they want that in their lives. They want that in their homes and in their businesses and in this nation. And I, I believe that the Lord is going to move soon and mightily and bring this nation back as it was founded to be a nation under God and that the world will see that and that it will provoke many to jealousy because the Lord is willing to do that with any and everyone that will call on him and believe in him and trust him and be faithful to him. So again, that's just a little aside. Um, I'm not saying that scripture, but that uh, just registers and ministers in my spirit. And um, so I just wanted to share that with you. But we've kind of gone over on time, so we'll pause there. And of course, if there are any questions, uh, excuse me, questions, comments, um, if anything ministered to you today, we'd love to hear from you. You can always reach out to us at a dayofprayer at yahoo.com or on our website at dayofprayer.org. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, uh, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord. I just thank you for everything that you continue to provide in your grace and your mercy, Lord, and that you have held fast, Lord, and have walked with us, Lord, as we struggle and go through the path that you have set before us, Lord, and that you didn't give up on us, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for how you've equipped us properly so that way when we actually do it, it's, it's functional and works and we're not left unprepared for what we must face, Lord, but that we're given everything that we need in the moment, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.